G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a little earlier this week, you might have caught the details of the young American missionary who went to a remote island to evangelize an unreached group of people who were on the North Sentinel Island. It's uh, around 1,200 kilometers east of India. If you did catch that story, you'll know that the young missionary was killed with bows and arrows by tribesmen. It's been a closed tribe and there's been protections around that island, around that tribe, so that they can be undisturbed in the way that they live their primitive culture. Well, of course, there are lots of questions that surround this sort of activity when it comes to missions. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us again today and talking through some of these things. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Well, Bill, some people are saying this young man was very foolish. Others are counting him as something of a hero. You've been writing about it. What have your thoughts been largely in general about John Allen Chow? Yes, well, he certainly does raise uh, a number of issues, what he did, and Christians and non-Christians alike have all weighed into this quite heavily. Uh, uh, It's not your usual divide either. I I mean, you'd think the non-Christians are condemning him and, you know, how dare you be so arrogant and, you know, this colonialism, all these. Uh, But sadly, a lot of Christians, there's been pro and con. Some have you know, sung his praises as a martyr. Uh, many have looked at a similar case earlier on with Jim Elliott and the other four who also were killed uh, with a hostile tribe in Ecuador in the 50s. Um, so, but other Christians, you know, oh, look, he, was, he wasn't prepared. He was rash. He was being presumptuous. He was, you know, he, in fact, oh, no. Uh, certainly a lot of Christians tore into him, but a lot of non-Christians really tore into him. A lot of them were saying in the social media, well, good, he got what he deserved. He should have died. You know, shame on him for disturbing this poor people. And, you know, the whole myth of the noble savage comes in here. So a lot of big questions certainly have arisen, uh, not just the usual Christian versus non-Christian, but even Christians uh, debating amongst themselves about this whole incident. Well, Bill, from what I understand, he was well prepared, and this had been a long-time plan uh, for him to go and to be on the North Sentinel Island and to actually be a missionary bringing the gospel. So it's not as though he was just rash and just arrived on shore without preparation. He was there very determinedly. But the criticisms that have come against this young man are quite significant and you've been writing about a number of different issues that different approaches that people have taken here uh, the first one of course you said there's an age of tolerance here and uh, there is a, a sense in which people don't appreciate the fact that this young man might have been bringing truth into a primitive circumstance where these truthful things might not have been understood 
Yeah, well, that's the whole kind of postmodern culture we live in now in the West, the very concept and idea of missions, evangelism, proselytizing, all that is now taboo for much of uh, certainly the secular West, but sadly some Christians are buying into this as well. You know, it's just you can't be tolerant, you can't be loving and accepting if you actually try to tell somebody else that they're wrong and you're right when it comes to ultimate truth and religion and your eternal destiny. So, um, you know, the whole idea of mission is getting a huge bad rap, obviously, in our secular culture. So that's the first question. Is there ever a place anymore for evangelizing, crossing the ocean to share the gospel? Obviously, we as Christians believe there certainly is. Uh, And in fact, uh, when the early church evangelized, they kind of lived in a similar environment. Uh, This idea of religious tolerance that we accept all religions, but no one should claim to have all the truth. That was kind of the mindset that Paul and Peter and the others operated in. So in a sense, nothing new. It's always offensive to proclaim the truth of the gospel. Paul speaks often of the offense of the gospel. So uh, nothing new there. So we we keep doing what we're told to do, go into the whole world and preach the gospel. Some are saying, Bill, that had this young man made contact with the natives on North Sentinel Island, that uh, somehow or other he might have brought a flu virus uh, that could have decimated the tribe. What are your thoughts about the sorts of things that could happen with interactions if there, there is a missionary opportunity like this? Well, that raises, again, a number of issues. Uh, as I mentioned before, this myth of the noble savage, the idea that there's all these pristine and almost perfect peoples out there that were doing just fine, everything was just peachy, but then these horrible Westerners came along, whether as missionaries or colonists or whatever, and destroyed their cultures and did all these evil things that tends to be, a, uh, well, a bit of a beat-up, but it's kind of a leftist narrative, you know, that the West is responsible for all these great evils, and why don't you just leave these people alone, they're just fine. Well, a lot of people now who have been uh, impacted and interfered with, if you will, by Westerners, including missionaries, now look back and say, hey, it's a good thing you came, right? There's a lot of cultural practices that aren't that crash-hot. Infanticide, cannibalism, the practice of sati, uh, where the wife of the dead husband is burned alive at the funeral pyre. I mean, these are cultural habits and traditions that a lot of people say, oh, we shouldn't touch them, but hey, I think it's a good thing that we uh, worked to put an end to sati, to cannibalism, to infanticide. And many people in those cultures now look back and say, yeah, you were right. Thank you, Christian missionaries, for coming here and doing some of this. As to health concerns, well, look, that's uh, you know, there's issues like that involved in all kinds of areas and places. But again, for the biblical Christian, the importance of the eternal destiny of everyone on the planet and the importance of getting them the gospel of Christ, uh, you know, that really is, should be on top of our list of priorities. 
There's a little bit of hypocrisy here as well when it comes to issues of border protection. Uh, The idea that uh, throughout the world now it's a very leftist mentality that there should be open borders. Uh, But as soon as a missionary arrives on a uh, island that has, you might argue, uh, the sovereignty of that tribe, uh, then somehow or other uh, closed borders are okay. What are your thoughts on this level of hypocrisy? Yes, that's uh, something I did raise as well in my article, the kind of double standards we keep seeing on display here with, uh, you know, immigration such a big issue in Europe and Australia, the migrant caravan and heading up to America at Tijuana at the moment. You know, everybody's talking, certainly all the lefties, well, we have to have open borders, you know, let them all in, we should be loving and welcoming, that's the Christian way. And yet these very same lefties, of course, are saying this tribe has a right to close its borders and say, no, leave us alone, you're you're not welcome, we don't want you. So uh, you can't really have it both ways. You can't say on the one hand, we must throw open the doors, let anybody in for any reason, and then in the next breath say, oh, you have no right to be here, and we will stand by the right of the islanders uh, to kick anybody out, or worse, uh, run them through with bow and arrows. From what I understand, and you mentioned Jim Elliott in that tribal situation in South America, and as I understand it, now there is a thriving Christian community within that mm-hmm. tribe. Do you think that there might be a time coming when uh, Christians now have been alerted to this and there might be a whole lot more attempts to evangelize this tribe? Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, not only that, uh, we've been become aware now of this is yet another unreached people group, and we have an obligation to reach them. But yeah, as you say, with Jim Elliott, his wife Elizabeth, or her, his widow, uh, of course, went back with their very young child, and they continued that work. And as you know, uh, as a result, much of that whole tribe eventually became Christian. Uh, gave up a lot of their violent ways, and they celebrated together with Betty Elliott and others the gospel of Christ, and will live forever together, including with Jim, whom some of them had run through with spears. So again, back then, a lot of people criticized them as well. Oh, you're you're disturbing this pristine people group. That, you know, leave them alone. They don't need your gospel and your white ways. Uh, you know, bug out. They're fine. Uh, today, much of it is a, the whole area is highly Christianized with thriving churches. So we can hope and pray for the same here. This people also needs the gospel. Everybody needs the gospel. Sure, they may resist it. They may not want it. They want to have the closed borders. That's natural. People hate the idea uh, that, you know, you come and say, hey, we're actually sinners in the eyes of a holy God. We need to repent. We need to be born again. Christ has come to set us free. That's bad news for many. But that's beside the point. It's always been bad news for those who don't want to hear it. But it's always been our obligation to share it anyways, and so we hope and pray that this tragic death of this young man will not be in vain. But one day as well, we'll read about a thriving church on that island as well. Well, Bill, you made some suggestions that perhaps he may have been simply out of line in going to the North Sentinel Island and trying to bring the gospel there. And, of course, that criticism that, you know, he was someone who died on the shores there and is 
something of a hero, a martyr of Christian faith, what do you think he ought to be remembered for? Because uh, no doubt his life was not as important to him as this message of the gospel. Well, again, as you rightly put it, there's a division even within the church. Some say he was rash, wasting his time, arrogant. Others say he was a martyr, and he was simply fulfilling the Great Commission. Look, at the end of the day, he may have done things better. He might have been a bit wiser. You know, we can all, with hindsight and his armchair critics, say this and that. But, hey, I'll I'll say he took the gospel seriously. He took the Great Commission seriously, so much so that he gave his life for the gospel. That's a whole lot more than most of these armchair critics. And in fact, in my piece, I quote a a kind of a famous story uh, having to do with the great evangelist D.L. Moody. Uh, One day a woman came up to him and chewed him out and said, Mr. Moody, I don't like the way you're doing evangelism. And uh, Moody replied, oh, okay, well, tell me, how do you do it? And she said, I don't evangelize. And then Moody replied, well, look, I like the way that I'm doing it better than the way you're not doing it. So, look, at the end of the day, ignore these armchair critics. Many of them are not raising a finger to evangelize even their next-door neighbor. So this guy, maybe uh, not as wise as he always could have been, he gave his life for his belief and faith in Christ. So, hey, I'll give him a plus for that. Well, I'll encourage listeners, uh, check out Bill's article called John Allen Chow, Missions, Truth and Other Weighty Matters. And you'll be able to see that article when you visit the Culture Watch website. Uh, Simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch one word. Uh, Bill, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. Thanks again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.